let me set the scene. You're like Isaac. He said he was taking a road trip, listening to his Christmas playlist. Mm. Christmas is really getting off to a great start. You pull up to your family's house. The snowflakes are falling outside. You ring the doorbell. You walk in. And then all of a sudden you realize you are in a living room with 12 other people. And you're going to spend the next couple of days with them all in the same house, trying to figure out how to coexist with each other. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast from Real FM. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Real Talk with Anson and Kara and Isaac. Hey! Hello! It's a special edition this time, guys. It's our Christmas edition yes. of Real Talk. Today is December 1st. Woohoo! We've got Christmas music coming yep. out on Real FM. Just a little bit. We're not going to overwhelm you with it. Just right. a hint of joy. Yes, that's right. We don't, <laughs> don't want too much joy. Just sprinkle it on. That's, that wouldn't be real. <laughs> right? We also have our uh, Christmas playlist, though, if you do want an overabundance of joy if you're one of those people yes you can find that on our spotify playlist from real fm with lots of christmas music and so so we decided for real talk this week that uh, we were gonna go with the christmas theme throughout the show even though we're still 25 days away from the actual event true honestly december 1st it feels like we might be kind of late I yeah. think like post Halloween Christmas starts for <laughs> yeah. retail stores. So yeah, I've been seeing stuff for that. That's true. We're definitely later than the retail stores. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's true. And I don't know how long you guys have been listening to Christmas music. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kara was cheating and listening I, to some back not, in October. <laughs> not that much. I may listen to one like once in a while. I'm not okay. as bad as I used to be. I gotcha. used to start in like September when yeah. I was in high school and not so much anymore. Yeah. But a little bit. See, I probably could start listening to Christmas music in September. Yes. But yeah. then I would peter out. Like, right. You'd be burned October. out. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. if I want to make it to Christmas, <laughs> yeah. I got to hold off. <laughs> got to pace Some myself. Christmas music made it onto my road trip Thanksgiving playlist. Oh. So. Oh, see, that's good. Yeah, I did that. I, I think Thanksgiving road trip yeah. is fair. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's about right. All right. So let's get into what we're into this week. We're talking about Christmas related stuff and what we're into. So, Kara, uh, why don't you yeah. start us off? So I am super into my favorite Christmas scented candle this time of year. Nice. It is fresh balsam from Bath and Body Works. And no, it's not a commercial. It's just a fact, <laughs> guys. This is the best candle <laughs> fresh ever. Fresh balsam. Fresh balsam. It smells like a Christmas tree. And since I don't have a real Christmas tree this year because my cat, I'm afraid of him eating the needles and like dying. So I have. <laughs> no, I'm afraid of that. Yeah, I know. Sorry. So I have fresh balsam instead. Okay. This so that, lovely candle. I have to ask a dude question. Okay. What is, what is a balsam? Yeah. It's a tree. Balsam oh. fir. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Today I learned. That's it's awesome. also a candle. It's also a candle. So it's, it's a Christmas tree scented, scented candle. candle basically. Yeah, basically. But okay. it's so good. You know, like some candles, you smell them in the store and you're like, it smells really good. And then you light it and you're like, I can't smell it at all. Yeah. This candle, you just walk by it and get a whiff of it. And you're like, there's a Christmas tree in my living room, but it's oh not. It's gosh. just a candle. It's magical. Uh-huh. So I have like multiples of these in my closet. Like when they go on sale, I go and <laughs> stock up, up <laughs> for myself and for gifts. That's how good this candle you have a is. a balsam candle closet or something. You have a closet that smells really good in your house. I do, actually. (laughs) I'm not joking. I open up the closet and I'm like, side effect. Yeah, it is really nice. So so. how long does like one candle last you? How many do you burn through in one Christmas? I usually only use like one per Christmas because it's like a big three wick candle. Uh, So usually... Three wicker. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the good ones. It is. (laughs) Got ourselves a three wicker. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. So usually just one, but it does kind of go fast depending on how much you burn it. So how many people in your circle of friends or family uh, will be receiving a, a balsam? Question. Hopefully I'm not ruining like not too many anybody's because, surprise. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. Uh, not too many. It tends to be that gift that I'm like, I really like this person, but I didn't think very far ahead as to what uh, to give them. So yes. I know this is a really good gift, even if like right it's on. a last minute gift. So yeah. I kind of just have them on backup for for last minute parties. Uh, yeah, no. my bad. I forgot. <laughs> but here's an awesome gift. Me and my wife have gotten this tradition started this year of driving around, whether we go to the store or we're just on our way home from something. We take a detour every time we're on our way home and mm-hmm. we go through the neighborhoods surrounding our house and we rate and review Christmas lights on people's Ooh, houses. Yes. What this a is, good idea. It That's combines idea. both of our personalities of one being joyous that Christmas is here. <laughs> that is my wife and me trying to find something to, <laughs> to compete. To com- <laughs> something to be like, I don't know about that one. So it gives my little cynicism some uh, time to yes. jump out and play. You can That's criticize awesome. other people yes. from the comfort of your own vehicle. <laughs> So we throw on some Christmas music. We usually get some chai tea or something and we just make a round and we drive and look at lights. We did this last night. Have some thoughts. So if you are someone who thinks that you can get out of the joyous tradition of climbing on your roof and dangling like Peter Parker to hang up Christmas (laughs) lights by getting these plug-in spotlight star shower things. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You can't. That's cheating. It looks terrible, especially if the person (laughs) adjacent to you has this beautiful, magical wonderland. That's true. And then you have cruddy spotlights just shooting... LED light bulbs going around. I don't know. Spotlight is basically just a big like thing that shines on your house that says like I didn't try. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, exactly. It's a giant or spotlight I'm, of I'm shame. Cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so is that like an automatic penalty? Oh yeah, that knocks you down. System? Now, if you have nice lights on your house, I've seen a couple of what I call combo houses. Uh-huh. They do the lights and the spotlights. Okay. That only takes you down a couple of points because you did the effort. <laughs> what I see is someone like me who just wants to go all out. Yeah. And throw everything up there. Yeah. I get that. But the people who are just meh, here's a bat signal of disappointment. <laughs> I'm not about that. You need to stop. Me oh, and my wife man. are judging you. Okay, so what's That's like hilarious. the instant you're going straight to the top of the list because you did this thing? This is where Bree jumps in. If you have a wreath on every window of your house Ooh. and a little spotlight on each wreath, yeah. and if those wreaths are also lit up by their own strand of LED Christmas lights, well. dude, we call those the gingerbread houses because they're gingerbread perfect. houses. Yeah. So that's, something in every window. Something on every that's, window. Yeah. That's Attention amazing. to detail. The devil's in the detail of this Yeah. One. Yep. That's awesome. I like this. Uh. All right. Well, so the thing that I am into this week is uh, actually a little tool that my family found to help us with our Christmas gift exchange. So families, at least ours, eventually run into this problem where you have so many people in the family that it gets really hard to buy a Christmas present for everyone Mm -hmm. or really expensive. So with all the grandkids and all of this, we decided on my wife's side of the family. All right. It's time to stop doing the Christmas gift for everyone because we're all going to go broke. Yes. And it's time to start drawing (laughs) names for Christmas. Yeah. But we have people that live in Tennessee and people that live in Arkansas and Kansas and all over the place. And drawing names is actually much more difficult. Than you would think being able to do that effectively because there's all these different rules that you have to worry about. Like, you don't want spouses to get their spouse because that's kind of boring. 
You don't necessarily want people to get the same person that they had last, last year. year. Yep. The person that's organizing all of this wants to also be surprised. Yeah. Like, how do you do that without somebody knowing, you know, wow. the person who organized the whole thing? I didn't thing. realize it was so complicated. I know. So we found this website. It's drawnames.com. Ooh. You can actually go to this website. Everybody signs up in your family and uh, it automatically takes all of the rules that you want, like all those rules I just talked about. Wow. It, can, it can keep track of all of those things. If what? you do it from year to year, it tracks who got each other last year. Oh make gosh. sure you get somebody different the next year. And then it literally just sends everybody an email and says, here's the person that you got. Wow. And not only that, you can put your Christmas lists on there as well. <gasps> oh, okay, my that's gosh. That's cool. So like I got my sister-in-law and it pops right up and says, you got Erica. And here's the five things on her Christmas list. And here's Amazon links to them wow. if you want to go buy them. And it's like big data for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It was- <laughs> It was awesome. That's magical. It was perfect. And so, yeah, if you are going to be doing a Christmas gift exchange That's with people cool. and you need to figure out how to sort all this out, drawnames.com will help you out. It's time now for Confession Sessions, the Christmas edition. My confession session for the week. Guys, I like cheesy Christmas movies. <laughs> this is my confession. Oh, it's probably not surprising to anyone, but uh, I actually saw a review yesterday for this Netflix Christmas movie called The Christmas Prince. The <laughs> and Christmas Prince. I, had seen, I know. We're just waiting for it. <laughs> I, I saw this on Netflix the other day, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch that. But then I saw this review. And they said, the Christmas Prince is so bad, it's good. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds interesting. So I started reading about it and I ended up watching the trailer and they were like, OK, let's be real. Cheesy, predictable Christmas movie, yeah. rom-com, yeah. super, super cheesy. But they were like, guys, they're really good at owning it. Like, is it self-aware? They, well, I don't know if it's self-aware, but they're like, they know what they are and they're going okay, for it. That's fair, oh, basically. And so by the end of the review, I was like. I kind of want to watch this now. And then I was like, I hate myself that I want to watch that a little bit. But then the other part of me is like, no, life is hard. I'm okay with cheesy Christmas movies, guys. Like White Christmas. Oh, that was my family's favorite growing up. So if there's like a musical component, even better. Uh, Okay. Eloise at Christmas time is like a kid's movie about a six year old who lives in the Plaza Hotel and takes it over. And it's ridiculous. And the cheesiest Christmas movie I've ever seen. And I love it. It's like my (laughs) favorite. And so I'm just going to own it. Okay. There you go. I know it's cool to like the really cynical Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, I can't even think Christmas of Christmas Vacation. Yes. That's mine. Yeah. I hate those kind of movies. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. I want the magical cheesy stuff. Okay. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. give it to me. I'm okay with that. So have you watched The Christmas Prince yet? Not yet. Uh-huh, I haven't so. had time because oh, wow. I just read the review yesterday. So okay. I'm actually kind of excited. You'll have to report back. Yeah. We don't review <laughs> movies yet, but I think this would be a good this one to start. Good. If Kara can do that. The Christmas Prince. Yes. Yeah. Does it have an actual Prince involved? Yes. Is that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's what basically is he the prince of uh, a country, a okay. made-up country. Christmas Anson. Are you not paying attention? I makes me think of like a young, attractive uh, Santa Claus. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. New movie. My name is Christopher. 
Christopher Kringle, oh Prince God. of Christmas. Like, what is happening? That needs to be a movie now. No. Isaac and I could just pitch. Uh, no, oh, good we, Lord. We could have a string of Hallmark movies wow. for the next 10 minutes. That would be fun. Okay. So are you a Hallmark movie fan? Have you watched yeah. some of those? See? Because isn't that no, the it, biggest? It like, is. Yeah. That's like the 17 highest. cats of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. See, here's the thing. That is a little bit above the cheese level that I can handle. So there, oh, okay. there is the okay. kind there of is a, like, a limit. There yeah. is kind of a limit. And most of the time, the Hallmark ones are like, eh, it's a little bit more than I can handle. But a couple steps down from that, I can deal. Just a medium level of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on who you ask. Okay. Like, if you guys were to watch it, you'd be like, different, wow. Different people interpret levels of cheese exactly. differently. Exactly. Basically yeah. what we're saying. Exactly. It's my turn for the weekly review, and this one comes with a little bit of context on this. I can date it. This was November 2nd. My phone beeped with a notification. Actually, booped, vibrated in my pocket (laughs) with a notification. I opened it up, and I thought, oh, what a smart idea. Someone on my wife's side of the family started up a family group chat Uh, for Christmas presents slash holiday plans. And I thought... What a good idea. This is going to put us all in a group. We can just pop our lists on there really quick. Bam, bam, bam. We're done. <laughs> Yay, productivity. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good group text when it gets a job done? Uh-huh. It was, I'm going to check this right now. It was November 10th. A second group chat popped up. <laughs> this oh. was a private DM group chat with everyone else but the parents. Okay. Oh, oh those thought, group chats. Yeah. I see where this is going. I thought, okay, all right, this is fine. No, this is fine. We're going to be okay. <laughs> this is okay. We're going to do our Christmas exchange for parents that we're going to do, and then we're going to knock that out. It's done. Uh-huh. And then on November 14th, <laughs> everyone decided to revise all of their Christmas lists in the original group chat buzzing my phone. And at one point, I had about 115 notifications wow. from oh. one group chat alone and then an additional 50 or 60 from another one and then (laughs) i'm not kidding someone else popped up on facebook messenger and just dm'd me and my wife going hey i'm just gonna start this quick group chat and i said no we're done (laughs) stop we're done no more no more group chats (laughs) so i'm uh currently active in about six or seven group chats All Christmas related. That's not cool. And I know that we love to talk about Parks and Rec. Yes. There's a scene where Ron Swanson smashes his phone with a hammer. Yes. Every day when I buzz my phone for like, (laughs) when my phone gets hot from receiving notifications. You just want to pull a Ron Swanson. I want to incinerate my phone and move to the woods and not talk to anyone. I so relate to this because uh, my wife's family, like the first year that we were doing Christmas, uh, apparently what they do is they all share what everybody got everybody Uh except for the person that's actually getting it. Oh, wow. Because they don't want to double up and get that person the same thing. Uh, And so I don't even remember how many. I think they did it through Facebook, which was at least a little better because it wasn't through texting, which I feel like is maybe the worst possible medium (laughs) to try to arrange this on. There was literally a group chat for every single person that had everybody in it except for that person. person. Whoa. Right? So So it was like Anson's group chat that had everyone in it but But Anson. Anson. (laughs) And they would share what they were getting Anson. And then there was my wife's and then my mother-in-law and sister-in-law and brother-in-law and like one for each person. Seriously, just make a spreadsheet. Like, I mean, you know. By the end of it, like people were actually posting the wrong ones 
like in the wrong, in the wrong ones because chaos. you couldn't even figure out like wait this is Anson's chat which means Anson's not, not supposed to know so don't but, put Anson's but you wait, do put uh, Anson's you do put Anson's don't put, yeah, I don't know like, it's terrible so yeah I, I it's awful you. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah that's and texting that's got to be yeah. like I said the worst medium possible because there will be one person who devolves into just throwing gifts <laughs> like just throwing <laughs> gifts and little pictures and oh, they derail the discussion derail person yeah. yes. oh, oh my gosh I'm done like, hey let's talk about some politics I'm done guys <laughs> yeah. the group chat about, about Christmas, Christmas presents like, yikes I'm getting to where I'm lovingly telling people if you Stop add it. me to one more group chat <laughs> you are getting literal cold <laughs> yeah. like one way to ensure you do not get the Christmas present <laughs> That you, you put want. on your list. You're getting paper clips, is what you're getting. <laughs> All right, so it's my turn this week for real life boss level. My real life boss level this week also has to do with Christmas gifts mm-hmm. and Christmas lists, mm. but it's a little bit of a different take than Isaac had there for his review. This really comes down to a really specific type of person Mm -hmm. that I have a hard time shopping for. And unfortunately, my wife is one (laughs) of these people. And she's the primary person that I have responsibility for buying Christmas gifts for. She is the type of person who really loves a good, thoughtful, (laughs) well thought out, well planned Christmas gift. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. She also loves being surprised. Mm -hmm. So she wants to, on Christmas morning, unwrap that Christmas present, have no idea what's in it, and then just be blown away by by the utter thoughtfulness of the person (laughs) who got her that gift. I, on the other hand, (laughs) am the type of person who says, I want some Logitech G34 (laughs) headphones. This is the exact model number that I want. Mm -hmm. Just go get me that. That's exactly what I want. I know that's what I want. Talk to Chris at Best Buy. I don't don't care if I recognize the box before I unwrap it, yes. I'm happy knowing I got exactly what I asked for, oh, right? Man. So I'm I'm sitting here every Christmas going like, "Hey, honey, like, what do you what do you want for Christmas? Just tell me." What. And she's like, "Well, you know, something like home decor wise would be nice, oh my or God. maybe something <laughs> for the kitchen, or something." You know, and I'm like, "No, like, I mean, which spatula? <laughs> yeah, is the yeah. best spat? Which tell spatula is best spatula? Color? Which? <laughs> oh my! Gosh. Like, I need details here." And she's like, "No, I just I want you." to just think of it and get me something you think I would like. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, theoretically, that's all well and good, but here's the problem with that. Chance of failure <laughs> yeah. is, is an ever-present reality. Oh. Like, like, I could fail this. I could bomb it and get you something that you didn't want at all. And then where does that leave us? Right. Oh, right? Like, dear. At least with a list person, it's hard to screw that up unless yeah, you literally yeah. ignore the list right. and Decide, don't do yeah. what that person asked for. Yep. Like, it's man. hard to mess up. But for thoughtful gifts, I'm like, man, I don't, it Ooh. stresses me out. Because right. I'm like, I, I don't know exactly what you want. I don't really trust in my ability to right. be thoughtful and do that very well. Yeah, there's a little bit of guilt that comes with it. Because you think in your head, well, I know someone like this in my life well enough to get them something. And then you're like, oh, what do they like? Yeah. <laughs> do I really? This I, person I've known for oh, years and years and years. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And yeah, I also understand from her perspective, she's like, that's just who she is. She's right. like, gifts right. are like her love I'll, language. She's yeah. like, it's really important for her to get gifts and have people show that they're being thoughtful. And I don't know. It's they know her, and yeah. here's the other part of this, too. OK, not only do I have to do this for me, 
I have to do this for our kids as well. Oh, because snap. our kids have to come up with thoughtful gifts. <gasps> and if you've ever met a five-year-old, oh you know they're not super, super thoughtful. thoughtful. <laughs> and so dad has to help them out and get thoughtful gifts oh, as well. Snap. I'm like, now all of a sudden I have to get like three thoughtful gifts, one for me and one for my kids. And like, I don't even know if I can do one. Yeah. Be honest. Is your whole family getting Logitech G34? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would make it a lot easier. Oh, that's Goodness. awesome. I don't know. I mean, like Kara, you're one I of know. these people, right? I'm one you're of these a, people. You're a thoughtful gift person. Um, I mean, do I you have any recommendations for yeah. the, the list people? Like, oh, how do we navigate this? What it's do we a good, do? It's a tough question. Or is just like, no, nope, you're I... you're screwed. <laughs> There's no hope. I don't know. I feel like maybe this is cheating, but I always feel like maybe it's okay to phone a friend, one of their nah. friends, and be like, what are they talking about? Like, what have they mentioned to you and just okay. passing conversation? Especially if it's like, you guys are dudes. It makes sense that you don't necessarily know what, what the girls want mm. <laughs> all the time. Maybe like asking another girlfriend, hey, what do you think? I don't know if that's cheating. Yeah. I don't feel like that's nah, cheating. I, know. I, don't I like think that. So. I yeah. feel like that because like you're sitting here talking and I'm thinking like, well, I know your wife. I could probably yeah. go and look at some stuff and be like, this is cool. I bet she'd like this. Oh, yes. this is fun. Right. No, see, and I think that would work for her actually yeah. because she would be like, you put still effort like into it, it. Right, because yeah. you went, no matter how you do it, yeah, you, you still, went and figured right. out something that I would like it's and still you put thoughtful. thought behind it. Yeah, there's still yeah. intention there. It's still going to be a surprise. All of those things. All right. So that's my like good idea. Life so as pack. soon as we wrap up here, yeah, uh, we're going <laughs> to have some questions. We're going to have a powwow. Okay. <laughs> It's time for the big idea for episode 11. And since we're talking about Christmas and the holidays, one of the biggest components of Christmas is, of course, getting together with family, mm -hmm. right? That's what you do most yes. of the time, either for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. At some point during the holidays, all of your family, maybe even some extended family mm -hmm. gets together. Yep. And so let me kind of set the scene, right? You're like <laughs> Isaac. He said he was taking a road trip, listening to his Christmas playlist. Mm. You know, you're getting into the holiday spirit. You're maybe uh, in Isaac's case, sitting in the car with uh, your wife, whom you love dearly and actually get along with pretty well. And Christmas is really getting off to a great start. You know, yes. maybe even in like the perfect scenario, you pull up to your family's house. The snowflakes are falling outside. Oh, man. I'm the prince of Christmas. <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year. You go up to your family's front door, you ring the doorbell, you walk in, and then all of a sudden you realize you are in a living room with 12 other people oh. who all are completely different, and you're going to spend the next couple of days with them all in the same house, yep. sharing the same bathroom, Ooh. eating meals together, yep. trying to figure out how to coexist with each other. Uh -huh. And even if you have the most perfect, wonderful family background in the history of ever, you never fought with your brothers and sisters <laughs> or your parents. I mean, no one has that. But even if you did, yeah. getting back together as an adult now with your family, who you don't see all that often except around the holidays... There's bound to be a little bit of discord, yep. a little bit of strife. Complications. Yes. That's going to cut into that perfect, wonderful time of the year holiday spirit just a little bit, right? Yes. I mean, this is a pretty universal experience, yes. you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because people are people, right? We're humans, and we get used to adulting in our own lives, in our own ways. Mm -hmm. And and then we come back together 
with our nuclear family and it's like, wait, wait, hang on. Nuclear isn't the right word. <laughs> it can turn nuclear sometimes <laughs> if we get a little mm-hmm. out of control. But yeah, you get back together with a bunch of other adults and we're all different. And mm-hmm. it's get like clashes are going to happen no matter how awesome your family is. Right. Right. So we're trying to talk about today. How do we navigate and manage the family situation yes. during yes. the holidays? Now, we kind of needed some sort of way to talk about this in a way that made sense and, and how we could organize our thoughts. And one thing that occurred to us is that when it comes to families, there are people who have different roles Mm -hmm. in the family, different roles that people play when you all get together Mm -hmm. during the holidays. And so we thought maybe one way that we could talk about this would be to kind of go through some of these stereotypical roles that people play during the holidays and discuss some of the pros and cons and, and really what that type of person brings to the table when it comes to the family holiday get together. Okay, so maybe let's start with some of us right here yes. in the room. We'll yes. talk about ourselves because that's the easiest thing to do. We can talk about what's great about ourselves <laughs> and maybe even more. What's uh, not so great. Yeah, talk about where we struggle and, and <laughs> the problems that we bring to the table. Yes. So maybe let's start with you, Kara. What is the role that you feel like you bring to your family when you get together yeah. for the holidays? If all of your family, we had them sitting here, we had to ask yeah. them, who is Kara? What role does she play during the holidays? Mm-hmm. What would they say? Now I'm like second guessing because you said, what would they say? Uh, I'm like, what what would I say? And what would they say? I don't know. But I I think they would probably agree that I'm kind of the peacemaker. That's Uh, my role. Peacemaker. Which sounds great when you say it like that. (laughs) Let's start out with the positive. Okay. okay, What what are the positive things that the peacemaker person brings to the family? um, You know, I'm really good at distraction. Like if there's a conflict arising, if there's, you know, people are starting to get stressed. I have kind of this radar for yeah. you know who in the room is, yeah. is doing not so great or something's about to happen over here or somebody's feeling over here <laughs> sometimes I'm able to distract or divert attention in a way that mm. kind of minimizes that or able to like give a hug at just the right time or start a right. conversation at just the right place or hey did you guys see this the other day yes so there's kind of some little diplomatic that makes things a lot of sense. Can, I was having yeah. a conversation with a couple family members the other day and it was starting to get a little bit heated uh-huh. and my youngest sister who I think is a peacemaker yes. was like what we're really talking about is a zombie apocalypse like that's what we really ought to be worried about yeah. in society <laughs> and I took the conversation completely She's off like, the rails hey guys, I love that yeah, yeah that was her thing it's kind of like awesome. saying like oh no let's let's go a little lighter here yeah, yeah. I feel let's the, talk about this sense that that's needed right now yeah yeah so I think yeah it is a good thing and it's needed in family so I'd say that's one of the positives. A lot of times I end up spending a lot of time with my nieces and nephews because I don't see them very often. And so I've discovered that kids are an excellent distraction slash diversion peacemaking device. Look at what the I'm picturing you, the kids yeah, are doing. Picturing exactly. you rounding the corner with a toddler as fast as you can towards conflict. Like, Take this. Look, look how cute. Come here, little Joey. We've got work to do. That's awesome. That's terrific. Yeah, that's a little bit my role. That's so needed in family. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I think so. That's a really important role. Yeah. The the downside to it can be that any sort of conflict whatsoever causes me to want to turn into a turtle and literally just hide in a shell mm. and go away. It's interesting because not all conflict is bad, right? Conflict can sometimes be healthy. It can be. Sometimes you got to talk stuff out. Yeah. Sometimes you have to talk stuff out. Sometimes it's not even quote 
conflict that somebody may just be having a lively discussion, right? you know, and enjoying themselves in that lively discussion. And I'm feeling super stressed because I feel like we're angry at each other and please let's get along. And uh, my brothers are um, really close in age and they're super great. I love them. They are a little bit opposite personality wise. And so mm. they tend to kind of like pick at each other. They're and I, brothers. They're right? brothers. I mean, like, that's yeah. Exactly, like that's all yeah. you need to say. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're fine. Like, I don't think it's stressing them out, but sometimes as I observe it, I'm like, oh, I what's happening <laughs> yeah. right here. So I need to, okay, I'm going to go play with kids now. So <laughs> this is holidays can get really stressful because right. I pick up on all of these emotions and these undercurrents and feel like I need to fix this. Like I, need to solve this and maybe there isn't something always to be solved. So you have to watch out and make sure that that conflict that is going to happen inevitably doesn't like shut you down or really ruin your experience at the holidays because it may not even really be ruining anyone else's except for yours and at that point you're just kind of damaging your own experience perhaps. Right and also I have to remember like yes I want to be a peacemaker I want to do this but also like I can't be responsible for all of that like I can't be responsible for the peace Mm. of the entire game gathering yeah. and get together. Because if something goes wrong, it's not necessarily all your right. fault. Like, exactly. Yeah. All right, That's Isaac, how about you? Do you have a, a role that you think like, this is what I bring to the table <laughs> at the holidays? Following up Kara's with this one is going to be interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking, honestly, like my role when I go home. Okay. Right. So I think in a professional context, I love bringing people together and like, I love kind of playing the peacemaker role a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, um, you do. When I go home, I noticed this about me recently at Thanksgiving. I'm an older brother. Okay. Like I'm the mm. oldest of four you're, kids. You're yes. I like <laughs> to push buttons uh. and to like aggravate lovingly. So I think if I gave myself a role, I would be the button pusher. Okay. Oh, man. Um, a lot of that involves fun and creative ways to get a fun rise out of someone uh. and then bring it back down and <laughs> laugh about it. Melts into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. No. I, um, a good example of this is me and my brother, who is 21 years old now, mm-hmm. we both discovered that if you take your thumb and you kind of like get it into a just clenched thumbs up position and you jab it in your brother's <laughs> rib right as the family photo is being taken, some great things happen. The whole family laughs. And if it involves you two like taking it out in the front yard for a second, it's okay. Uh-huh. It's oh, wow. for the betterment of everyone there. It's, it's funny. Elijah, so th- I love really you. There really is funny. truly a positive side to this yeah. of like kind of the jokester. <laughs> yeah. The like egging people on. Yeah. yeah like, I yeah. mean, you create an environment of fun if you do right. it the right. right way. Right. Yeah. Done yeah. correctly. Um, <laughs> There's I have caveat. There. <laughs> I was about to say, there are so many little like tag ons to this. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give one more positive. Okay. Yes. I can alleviate tension really well. Oh, yeah. And that might that's, be. That's true kind of like maybe the shadow side of the peacemaker where I can say like if someone's having a heated discussion I'll find a playful little jab to throw mm. tension drops and it's okay yes yes it's fine so there's some good things to be a button pusher mm-hmm. I noticed that on the downside I will drive the peacemakers crazy <laughs> the peacemakers in my family shout out to mom um, when I do that to my brother when we're taking the family photo uh. I watch my mom visibly just like <laughs> She huffs and puffs when this happens. Yes. And she's like, it's 20 degrees. Let's get this done. And all I want to do is have fun. And sometimes that can be bad. Also, there have been rare occasions, very rarely, where my teasing has 
gone too far. Oh yeah. No, and, as a brother, I can't imagine that. Oh, yeah, no. oh, nothing is worse than realizing midway through a joke that I should stop now. <laughs> and then you have that finish what you start. <laughs> I get to the punchline. Though. <laughs> they are crying because they think this is funny. <laughs> I have noticed that that is a problem sometimes as well. Oh snap. Yeah. So we have the peacemaker that exists in some mm-hmm. families that all they want to do is try to make everybody happy. Then there's the button pusher, which says like, my goal is to make the peacemaker's life really, Miserable. really difficult. I can't imagine why but there's tension. Add a little holidays. bit of a layer of fun and yes. excitement and unpredictability <laughs> to the holiday gathering. All right, oh so I, I think a third category that could exist here at the holiday gathering is the boss. Ooh, I don't know yes. if you guys have the boss, the boss. in oh, your man. family, but I feel like I am kind of a budding the boss. <laughs> I, I am not yet the ultimate boss because That's I feel awesome. like a lot of times the boss is either the patriarch or the matriarch. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm not quite there yet on either side of the family, but I feel like this uh, this category is, is budding up in me I can just a see, little yeah. bit. I can see that happening. Where like there are times when everyone's just kind of lazing around and you know, maybe my mom's been working really hard yes. on getting dinner ready. Right. And she said several times from the kitchen, Hey, time to come sit at the table, dinner's ready you know. Right. And everybody just keeps ignoring her and talking in the living <laughs> uh-huh. room. And finally uh-huh. I show up with like the big booming yes. radio voice. And I'm like <laughs> Hey, pay attention. Time, time to go to, to the dining room. You know? And so like, I'm kind of organizing people into doing stuff. Yes. I, I get kind of annoyed at our like lack of organization and yeah. productivity at times. Yeah. I'm like, you know, my family on uh, my wife's side wanted to take family pictures. Yep. Oh. And the organization of that is always terrible. Mass chaos. And so finally, I'm like, all right, look, you stand here. You do this. I kind of like <laughs> took it over and was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to make this happen. Which yeah. is great because somebody needs to because right. if they don't. Absolutely. If people don't make this happen we're right. just going to be running around like a you know yeah. herd of cats you're going to be wrestling whatever. in the front yard again yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly because of people like Isaac <laughs> over here They're just gonna keep fighting his brother <laughs> exactly and so yeah the boss I feel like is definitely something that uh, that comes out positives and negatives to all of these yes, right? on yes. the positive side like you kind of need this person to get things started otherwise yeah. everyone's just kind of wandering around aimlessly <laughs> and doesn't really know what right. to do yes. however being bossy certainly has a, a downside as well right in that there are times where you can decide at a moment, okay, we need to go do this thing and follow the agenda. Hmm. And there are other people who are going like, can't we just chill for a second here? Yes, Can we just take it easy for a moment? Hmm. Like there are moments uh, I know that we've had during past holiday gatherings where maybe some people are in one room playing a board game and some other people are in here having a conversation. And then all of a sudden the boss person in the family decides, Family picture time right now, or yeah. uh, we're going to have a lot of fun right now, right now, <laughs> putting up the Christmas tree as a family activity and everyone's going to enjoy it. Darn yeah. it. <laughs> and we're going to enjoy it right now. And everyone's like, but wait, we're all in we the were, middle of the, uh, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and the That's boss funny. person has to kind of go like, oh, maybe I need to chill for a second. Yeah. Let everyone enjoy what they're doing. We'll get to this. <laughs> There's a right. time for being organized and getting stuff done. Yeah. There's also a time for just kind of enjoying each other's company mm. and taking it a little bit more slowly. Yeah. And not being quite so militaristic <laughs> about <laughs> accomplishing all of the things. Because at the end of the day, accomplishing stuff is good, but it's really about spending time yeah, with each right, other. Yeah. Sometimes the boss person, I think, can mm, lose track of that. Makes sense. Just a little bit. So here's another category that uh, I think of as well that is kind of almost the opposite of the boss person. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the escape artist. Ooh. Ooh. 
I have one of these in my family, a person <laughs> that I'm thinking of who, who kind of does this. Yes. Who, um, and, and actually, as an introvert myself, occasionally I am guilty of this too. Yeah, mm, yeah uh, totally. This thing where you kind of just check out and are like, I don't really want to do the family holiday thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of these people tend to uh, really like their electronics a lot. Yep. <laughs> so if you have someone in your family who brings like, yeah. you know, the portable Nintendo or the tablet or they always have their nose in their phone mm -hmm. yeah. and it starts out, they're sitting kind of on a piece of furniture in the corner of the room while everyone else is talking or strategically placed. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of doing their own thing with their nose down mm -hmm. and their whatever. And then and when it gets to a certain point, though, they might even like leave the room. Yeah. Physically, <laughs> right. Like all of a sudden everyone goes like, hey, where is X? And you're like, yeah. I don't know. Where did where did they go? And yeah. Turns yeah. out they like left the room and, and went somewhere else because just being in a room with all of these people, they can only do that for so for long. a limited time. Right. And limited yeah. quantities. Yeah. Right. And I do feel like one of the positives, though, that this person can bring to the holiday gathering is when you can track this person down in not a threatening way, right? Yeah, you're like, yeah. hey, why did you leave? Like, <laughs> not in groups just, of three or more. Right, you're going to withdraw further. <laughs> but if individually you can kind of track that person down, these people can be really great people to have individual conversations right. with oh, yeah. at yeah. the holidays. Totally. You can have really great, meaningful, deep interactions with these people yeah. if you can help them find an environment that they're comfortable in. Feel safe. Exactly. Yeah. And that can be really, really fulfilling, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a really good point about all of these is that so many of these things, I mean, we have experience with them, so we have a negative or positive, mm -hmm. you know, association with them. But I feel like so much of this comes down to personality differences, yeah. right? Yes. And like, if you are an introvert, maybe like a highly sensitive introvert, meaning like your nervous system is actually highly sensitive, then these kind of environments can be super draining for right. you. Yeah. And so you actually do sometimes have to leave the room. Right. So I think it's helpful to remember that when we're seeing these people and not just be like, Oh my gosh, they're so antisocial. And remember, right. like yeah. maybe if I just seek them out one on one, like you say, yeah, that could turn you know, into like this person you know, is the escape artist as we've dubbed yeah. them, and we know that about them. We can respect that about yeah, them. Exactly. And we can go, they need this for a reason. Right. And and yes, there are times where we have to maybe pull them back pull in them and out. say, Hey, yeah. come on, come come be a part of the group. Yeah. yeah. But it's also okay to give them the time Some that space. they need. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know if this is their second or third Christmas or holiday gathering <laughs> right. that they've had that weekend. That's true so too. A little grace there. Yeah. Yeah. And as one of these myself, certainly there is a bit of a shadow side here mm -hmm. and that there are times where you can overdo this and yes. withdraw and say yes. like, I'm just not going to be a part of the goings on at all. Right. And I think obviously you can, you can take that too far and that's when you need maybe someone else in the family who yeah, understands yeah. you and right. gets that to come in and say, Hey, look, it's all right. Come on, come on back to the group. You know, it's okay if you want to sit on a couch to the side. Yeah. If you want me to sit between you and Aunt Betty, who's talking your ear off, I can play that role for you. I yeah. can I can defend yeah. you from that a little bit so that you have a little space. But it's important to make sure that you're not completely giving up on right. the family gathering if this is Altogether, your yeah. yeah, if this is your type. I think opposite of the escape artist, but not necessarily the boss is someone who I'm thinking of right now, the life of the party. Mm. This is someone who, when they arrive to the event, I immediately know who they are because I hear their voice. <laughs> yes. It's a loud, hello, in this person's... <laughs> I, I oh can barely gosh, get it. So just true. like um, that. And it just cuts through everything else. It can be a crowded superdome of people. And I'll know when my Aunt Deb is there. Yes. I can name her because she'll own this title. Life of the Party, Aunt Deb. Oh, that's awesome. Um, she remembers the best possible things about each single person at this party. Mm -hmm. She remembers all of the cute things I did as a two-year-old. 
And then she will then list them all for you. She will then list them all for me. Every time you see her. Every time we see her. That's cute. I love the life of the parties because Anton, I relate to you on the escape artist side a little bit when I'm not jabbing thumbs in my brother's (laughs) cage. I tend to drift away a little bit. And what's cool about the life of the party people is I've found in my family experience, they will then seek out every person at the party, maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes a little bit overwhelmingly, but they will then like make sure they connect with each person there in some way or another. Yeah. They are really good at that, which is a gift. That's hard to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the aspects of that too is kind of those people are good at connecting other people. Mm, And so a lot of times those people would be like, Hey, whoever, I was just talking to this person about this and you were talking about this. Also, you guys need to talk about this with each other. Right. Yeah. And so it's not only just about them, but it's about connecting other people and kind of connecting dots and Mm. almost playing matchmaker a little bit. Yeah. yeah, not in like a romantic sense, but just in a in a, yeah. in a friendly relationship sense of yes. kind of saying, "Hey, I think you people would get along. You went on vacation here, and five years ago you went on vacation here. Yes. And this would be a great topic of conversation you for yeah. you two, right? Yeah, and that's a really important role to play, especially if you have a lot of other people who are maybe a little more introverted mm. and have a harder time making those connections. Definitely, one other role that I think of is kind of what we've deemed the worker bee. So this is the person who is always in the kitchen just the default is like let me get your dishes can I get you some more water can Mm. I they're just serving the entire time people are there and it's a beautiful thing and it's so like admirable it's amazing because Mm. half of us at holidays are sitting on the couch watching a football game and but this person's default is to be Mm. in the kitchen you know doing the cooking serving all the things this is my mom love you mom she works so hard at the holidays and I think my siblings and I have started to get better about picking up some of the slack in this area. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. my brothers and I have started to notice and be like, Hey, it's time for all of us to help with the dishes yeah. now. Like, right. and my dad too. So we've gotten better about this, but I still think like she's maybe like even most comfortable sometimes in yeah. that place in yeah. the kitchen because it's, she's so good at it. So that's like the beautiful thing about it. Um, the hard part is poor thing. Like I feel like she doesn't get to enjoy the holiday as mm. much as the rest of us right. because it's not a day off for, for the workers. Like, and I think a lot of moms are probably like this, right? I bet so. It's, yeah. it's not a day off for them. They're mm-hmm. wanting to make everything the perfect experience and wanting to make this like magical for everybody. And they feel like this is my job to do it this way and do all the things. But then they get exhausted, which is understandable. And so I think we have to like help them out and not let them carry that all by themselves. Exactly. Yeah. I think the worker bee type of person needs a lot of help from people outside of them. Right. Because, yes. Uh, without other people coming in and saying like, look, I'm going to help you out with this. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to seek that out themselves. Right. And they're going to work themselves into the ground. Yeah. I definitely see this uh, with one of my family members who's totally this type. Mm-hmm. And what happens with her is I think sometimes she almost gets to this point where she doesn't even realize that it's affecting her. The fact that she's having to do all the work and no one else is doing it. She just puts her head down and and keeps on trucking. But eventually she kind of gets to this breaking point at some point during the weekend where all of a sudden she's like, why won't anybody <laughs> yeah. just like help me out even for a moment? Yeah. And, and she kind of doesn't even realize that is building in her until it comes out. It's almost right, like yeah. that self-sufficiency kind of has that where you don't need anyone yet. And then until, Oh wow, I'm until exhausted. All of a sudden, there's right. piles you, of yeah. plates. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem for like people like me. I, I am totally not this person. And for the longest time I've been really guilty of mm. sitting on the couch, watching the football game, 
being right. served yeah. and not really contributing in this area. After witnessing a few of these incidents <laughs> where the worker bee finally says, I've had enough. Right. And, I can't handle this anymore. Right. I've started to realize, OK, maybe some of us non-worker bee types need to chip in before that yeah, incident reaches happens, that point uh, and help kind of, yeah, head that off a little bit mm. and just give that person a break. Because like yeah. you said, Kara, like a lot of times that worker bee person isn't going to recognize like I need some time off. I mm -hmm. need some vacation. I need to sit, right. need to sit and enjoy. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to get to the end of this time together. I'm going to feel like I kind of missed everything. Mm. Uh, but they really need people to come in and give them the opportunity to do that, to yeah. say, yeah. hey, yeah. mom, I'm going to clean the dishes after dinner tonight. You go sit down and mm -hmm. spend some time with some mm -hmm. family members. Yep. Yeah. I think if we could all do that for our worker bees and our families <laughs> yes. uh, this Christmas, we would really make their experience during yeah. the holidays a lot more enjoyable. All right. So it's time to talk about what we're listening to this week. So my on repeat is a Christmas song from our wonderful Real FM Christmas Favorites playlist. So I've always loved the Christmas Carol. I heard the bells, uh, especially in recent years, and I've had a few different versions that have been my favorite. So right now, I'm really digging the Echo Smith version of I Heard the Bells. this version of it because it's a very unique take it's as unique as a you know redone christmas carol can be but I, I love the vocals and the instrumentals the way that they pull it all together but of course my favorite thing about i heard the bells is the classic lyrics and i just feel like every time i hear it almost every year i think there could not be a better christmas song for like the world that we're living in right now and obviously it was written years and years and years ago and so they felt the same way then but there's this melancholy undercurrent of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I heard the bells on Christmas day. I thought there is no peace on earth. It's a Christmas song of longing and this ache of, I look around and I don't see this thing that I want. I feel despair. But then by the time you get to the third verse, there is this kind of hopeful feeling of then peeled the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. So every year that I hear it, I'm like, yes, this, this is what it feels like right now in the world. And Christmas is like this beautiful time to stop and take a deep breath and say, yes, I don't see the peace on earth, but I believe that God's not dead, that he's not sleeping mm. and that the wrong will fail. The right will prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. My on repeat this week is Christmas Time in Hollis by Run DMC. It's Christmas Time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Rice and stuffing macaroni and cheese. And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. I gotta stop following Kara after she talks about her songs. Um, Sorry. Especially when it's like Christmas music and the way I associate Christmas time. So <laughs> I love Christmas time. For me, it is a non-stop party basically from December 1st all the way through <laughs> January. I get stoked to see people. I get pumped up about seeing friends and family eating amazing food mm. and Christmas time in Hollis kind of like just encapsulate that feeling. It's kind of a dopey like dad rap song at this point. Like, uh -huh. But I love it. This is my okay. go-to song for if it's the second hour of a road trip maybe. I drive a lot through the holidays. Uh -huh. Yes. The second hour the car's getting that like 
quiet tension built oh, up. Like we've yeah. all, we've burned through all the podcast episodes. We've kind of listened to <laughs> all of the local stations. I threw on Run DMC and the car instantly kind of lightens up again. Oh, that's so awesome. I associate happy feelings with this song. So okay. that warm, fuzzy feeling of Christmas is a rap song from like the <laughs> 80s or 90s to me. I don't know if that says good things about me or not. But that's amazing. There we go. Again, I, I refuse to follow Kara anymore. <laughs> I like I like those too. Remember I the cheesy Christmas movies. Okay, I'm all yeah, that's it, so. my music is my cheesy Christmas movie. It's cool. Yeah. I okay. get it. My on repeat this week is a classic. It's Reliant K. I celebrate the day. First time that you open your eyes, did you realize you would be my savior and the first breath? Reliant K's Christmas albums are some of the most nostalgic Christmas <laughs> albums for me because I listened to them a lot in middle school and high school. Oh, and fun. so I love Reliant K's Christmas albums yes. and still to this day listen to them pretty obsessively this time of year. And a lot of Reliant K's Christmas songs are kind of these punk pop songs. Mm. They've got a lot of energy yep. and distortion guitar. And, <laughs> yeah. and I love all of that. And it's something completely different from kind of the classic Christmas carol. Yeah. Right. But I Celebrate the Day is actually kind of a trend breaker within Reliant K's Christmas music. It's mm-hmm. very soft and thoughtful and reflective. Nice. And really, again, the reason that I love the song and have loved it from the moment that I heard it is all about the lyrics. Mm. And I think the big thing for me that stands out about this song is it talks a lot about Jesus as a baby in a manger 2000 years ago. And we hear this story, the Christmas story from feels like the moment we're born. Uh, (laughs) And I think over the course of your life, as you hear that story, there's a risk of that story losing some of its magic and Mm. intrigue and mystery and all of these things that I think if you heard the story for the first time would be really obvious to you. Yeah. But when you hear the story for the 25th time or the 30th time or the 3000th time, (laughs) I don't know. Some of that mystique and mystery is Mm. is kind of lost. And for whatever reason, I celebrate the day by Reliant K brings back some of that mystery and intrigue about Mm. the Christmas story to me. Like this stanza where the singer is talking about Jesus and says, the first time that you opened your eyes, did you realize that you would be my savior? And the first breath that left your lips, did you know that it would change this world forever? Mm. And to me, it kind of just encapsulates kind of the the craziness about this idea of an infant child being the savior of the yeah. world. Yeah, like, that's that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. when you really start to think about it. It's yeah. nuts. It's crazy. At the end of the song, uh, Matt Thiessen, uh, the vocalist, says to look back and think that this baby would one day save me in the hope that what you did, that you were born so I might live. I celebrate the day you were born to die so I could one day pray for you to save my life. that wraps episode 11 of real talk our special edition christmas episode yes Yay. do you guys have any christmasy things you'd like to say to leave people with god bless us everyone <laughs> thank you tiny Kara. <laughs> you're welcome i think there's nothing more to add that's perfect thanks for listening to the real talk podcast from real fm Wake up with Isaac from 7 to 10 a.m. and catch Real Talk with Anson and Kara from 4 to 7 p.m. Live every weekday on Real FM Radio.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown University, KLRC Radio, or Real FM.